And welcome everybody to the special primetime primer episode of the Cliff Notes podcast. I am your host Clifton Grooms. We got a big time matchup ahead of us in the KCI Conference. It is the number one ranked team in Class 1, the Mid Buchanan Dragons. Take it on the number 7th ranked team in Class 1, the East Buchanan Bulldogs. We got a huge show lined up for you. This is all dedicated to Mid-Buck and East-Buck. So here's our rundown of everything that is going to happen on this episode. We are going to unveil the all-time series record between these two teams. Memorable games in the past years. We're going to unveil the entire Class 1 poll for this week. The KCI Conference standings, schedules, team stats, and individual stats for both of these football teams. We got full interviews with both Aaron Fritz and Dan Ritter. And we got media breakdowns with some of the best of media around Northwest Missouri has to offer. We got breakdowns from the voice of the Dragons, Dave Riggert, KQ2's Chris Roush, from the St. Joe News Press, Brandon Zinner, Regional Radio KKWK's Chris Ward, and from the Clinton County Leader, we have both Clint Dye and Brad Atkinson. We got a big show lined up for you, but before that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with this primetime primer between Mid-Buchanan and East Buchanan. And welcome back to the special primetime primer episode of the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're breaking down the big-time matchup this week between the Mid-Buchanan Dragons and the East Buchanan Bulldogs. Let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead. Let's get this started. Now, I was able to do a little bit of research. You can thank newspapers.com. That's been my best friend this week. And we we gathered up the um, all-time series record um, uh, between these two football teams. And to be honest with you, this is a little bit one-sided. For what the math came out to, I have 44-10 to 10 in favor of East Buchanan. And I'll go through the decades here. Really, um, pendulum shifts really in this rivalry. It really started in the 70s. Um, East Buchanan really dominated both the 70s and the 80s. Dominated them in very impressive fashion. Now, Ben Buchanan did get their first win in the rivalry in 1991. That was a 26-14 game. But from 1992 to 2001, East Buchanan was able to win 9 out of the next 10 games of the series. Except 1997, which Midbuck won that game 14-7. But then we get to 2002. This is when Midbuck was led by Bill Oots, uh, who's now the head coach at Black County. 2002 to 2006, Midbuck won four out of the five games in the series, including 2003, where Midbuck made their very first ever playoff appearance. We'll get into that a little bit here in the memorable game section. Now, 2007, 2018, Midbuck, East Buck, I meant. The Bulldogs won 13 out of the 14 matchups there. But in the 2008 playoff game until 2020, Dragons have won the last three games of the series. So the Dragons have a three-game winning streak in this series. Now let's get into the memorable games here. I did mention the um, 2003 Mid-Buck team. They won the Mid-Buck-East-Buck game 26-23. And the next week they went on to beat West Platte 9-7 to clinch their first ever playoff appearance. Dragons made it all the way to the quarterfinals before losing to the eventual state runner-up, the Princeton Tigers. Now, 2004, really, the um, the score really wasn't memorable. It was 30-7 to in favor of East Buck. But that was the East Buck team that made the state championship. That was the team that had Andrew Mead, Adam Barber, Mark Burtson, among others. And then we moved to 2009. Dragons won that game 14-6. to 
Now that Mid-Buck team made a run all the way to the quarterfinals before running into a really good Hamilton team, which Chris Ward and I talked about whenever we did our retrospective on the 2009 Hamilton team. They ran into a buzzsaw in the Hamilton Hornets that season. Now 2017, East Buchanan won the game 34-20 over the Dragons. That was the year the Bulldogs made it all the way to the Class 1 semifinals. Then we're going to get to 2018. This is where a pendulum shift really started for Mid-Buchanan. In the regular season, Mid-Buck did have a 21-point lead in the game. East-Buck came back to force overtime and ultimately ended up winning that game 34-28. It was a hard-fought game by the Dragons, but Mid-Buchanan would come back later on when it counted the most in the Class 1 District 7 semifinals. 49-22, the Dragons did win that game. And that's the game that I think, in my mind, that really turned it around for Mid-Buchanan. That, that win right there to where they are right now, you know, they made it to the semifinals the last two seasons. So that that's those are the games, you know, 2019 Mid-Buck did win both games. So that's really where we are right now going into 2020. Now let's move on to the Class 1 state rankings. Of course, like I said earlier, the number one team in the state is the Mid-Buchanan Dragons. And then number two is Haiti. Number three, Thayer. Number four, Milan. They have a big game against South Harrison. We'll get more into their game tomorrow when we do the Week 7 pregame show. We got interviews with both Milan and South Harrison. We'll get to those on the Week 7 pregame show. At number five, Windsor comes in. Number six is Western. At number seven, it's the East Buchanan Bulldogs. Number eight, Marionville. Number nine, Skyline. And number 10, Adrian. Receiving votes in the poll this week are Marceline Harrisburg, South Harrison, and Lockwood. Now let's get into the KCI standings now. We got Mid-Buchanan on top at 4-0 on the, in the conference, 6-0 on the season. East Buchanan, 3-0 on the season, 3-0 in the conference, 5-0 on the season. Now Lawson, 3-1, 3-2 on the season. Hamilton and West Platte are both tied at 2-2 in the conference, 3-3 overall. And then you got Plattsburgh at 1-3 in the conference, 3-3 overall. Then you got Lathrop 0-3, 0-4 overall. And then North Platte rounds out the standings 0-4, 0-6 overall. Now let's go over the schedules of the statistics here. First of all, for Mid-Buchanan, we're going to run down their schedule and the results so far this season. And week one, it was a victory over Princeton, 41-6 on the road. Then they came home for the first time this season against Maysville. That was a 73-8 win. Then they traveled the next three weeks First at Lawson, 47-7, they won. Week four at Lathrop, 42-6, they won. And then at North Platte, it was a 69-7 victory for the Dragons. And then they were able to return home last week against Hamilton. They won that game 63-6. I thought that game was going to be a little bit more of a shootout. Um, Maybe can't win down the field. They scored on the very first possession. And then Hamilton got a big kickoff return. And then Sawyer Morrow was able to run in for a touchdown which made it 7-6, and then B.B. Cannon just happened to score the last, like, 50-some points of the game. Let's get into the team statistics now for B.B. Cannon. Total offense for them, they round out right now at my numbers at 56 points per game, and then the total defense right now is 6.6, or you could round that out to 7 points a game. Let's go over the individual statistics now for the Dragons. Javen Noyes leads the team in passing with 54 out of 80 for 1,056 yards, 16 touchdowns. He has not thrown a single interception this season. Then we'll get into the rushing numbers. Noise, 55 carries, 
506 yards, 14 touchdowns on the season. And then TJ Runyon's 64 carries, 491 yards, 7 touchdowns. Butch Walters, 21 carries, 179 yards on the year, 3 touchdowns. Rollins Brandt, 13 carries, 169 yards on the ground, 1 touchdown. And then Xavier Aaron Beulah rounds out the rushing stats with 15 carries for 163 yards and 3 touchdowns. On the receiving end, let's go to the receivers now. Lane Ellison leads the Dragons with 11 catches for 353 yards and 5 touchdowns. Rollins Brandt, 12 catches, 193 yards, 2 touchdowns. TJ Runyon, 11 catches, 181 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Caden Bailey, 12 catches, 173 yards, 2 touchdowns. And Blake Hunter is at 3 catches for 170 yards and 1 touchdown. So you see there on the offense there, not one guy really gets all the glory. Mid Buchanan likes to share the football around. You can see it there, all those numbers I were able to lay out to you. All those touchdowns there, all different guys getting into the end zone for the Dragons. And then they have a turnover margin of plus 15 on the year. Now, I did say that we were going to get interviews with both coaches. We're going to start out with our good friend, Mid Buchanan head coach Aaron Fritz. He was able to talk to us about last week's game against Hamilton. And then we get more into the big game against East Buchanan. Here's our interview with Coach Aaron Fritz right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 7 pregame show. We got a huge game in the KCI Conference this week. It's the number one ranked Mid Buchanan Dragons taking on the number seven ranked as of this time, East Buchanan Bulldogs. Those rankings might change by the time this is posted, but we got the head coach of the Mid Buchanan Dragons, Aaron Fritz, with us. How you doing, coach? I'm doing great, my man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, football this week, week seven, big week. Um, coach, um, sixty was it sixty nine to sixty nine to seven? No, no, we didn't score that many. Sixty three, I believe. Sixty three, sixty three to seven, something like that. I knew it was in the sixties, so sixty three to six. That's what we got here. Okay. Um, coach, um, you guys went down the um, guys went down and scored down the field on your first possession. Um, they pretty much turned it right down and scored on had a kickoff return and um, scored a touchdown like that and scored a touchdown. Few, a few minutes later, um, I thought it was going to be a shootout. Turns out that wasn't the case. Walk us through the game. Yeah, we we marched right down the field to open the game. We had a pretty good script of plays we were going to run and, and kind of followed that to a tee, and it worked out well for us. And then they had a big kick return, which, I mean, it's on it's on our guys. We got to do a little bit better job there. But we, uh, we just missed a tackle and um, got them into some – situations of third and 12 where we liked what we had to do and they ran a simple lead play they run all the time and we just didn't tackle Morrow and he made us all look really bad and and scored the touchdown night they had a bad snap or something on the PAT and didn't score so we were up seven six and right after that we got the ball back ran it once got a handful of yards and ran it again and Rollins Brown Brandt busted it for a 70 some yard touchdown I think and kind of after that we just started rolling we got the ball back um or sorry, they got the ball, and I think we had a pick six after that, and then we got the ball back again and scored a few more times before halftime. And um, after halftime, again, it was start rotating guys in, getting some different guys in with the first-team guys, and we took all the first-team guys out after we scored right away in the second half. And uh, young guys played the rest of the game, did a fantastic job, and kept them off the scoreboard again. And um, just another night where a lot of guys that maybe don't play a ton got a lot of plays on a Friday night game, and it was a good experience for them. 
Well, Coach, um, um, after that after that score by Hamilton, was there anything that was said or anything that changed as far as the game plan after they scored there? Was there any like any thought in any of your guys' minds that you might think, you know, oh my, this might be a shootout? Uh, no. I mean, it was too early in the game. Uh, it, it was a simple defensive mistake by our guys of over pursuit and not tackling and. Uh, we had a little chat right after that, after we gave that up and after the bad uh, special teams play and just kind of all came together and talked real quick. And um, after we went right back down to score, I think it just kind of gave us that mentality that, okay, let's get a stop and, and let's get going. And uh, the kids did a really good job after that. I'm not sure what they had offensively after that opening drive, but a lot of their yards in the first half, I imagine, came on that drive. So we, we buckled down, we played. And, uh, shootout never really crossed our mind. We don't, we don't ever think about that. I hope we never have to get into one of those, but um, – Definitely not something we worried about. We just want to keep playing our game, play our style of football, and see what happens. Well, you guys seemed like you guys took care of business right after that. Um, like I said, you know, we set the score again. 63 to 6 was the final there. Um, Coach, I got a tough question to ask you. This, is pro this might be one of the toughest questions I probably have ever asked you on one of these interviews. There's no secret you guys are the number one team in class one right now. What have you, uh, what's been, has there been any challenges of, you know, keeping you know maybe keeping everything focused one game at a time you know you know maybe um maybe trying to keep kids you know we know they're like 16 17 18 year old kids maybe keeping them from maybe reading press clippings looking too much into rankings or is it or you know you know you guys are hungry towards that ultimate goal at the end of the year when it comes to a class one state championship uh i mean as far as your first part of your question goes as soon as those came out, and, and I mean, I think you were one of the first ones to tell me too what we were because I didn't, I don't look at that stuff. And I texted the kids and just said, Hey, congrats on this, but guys, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, some of these guys have never seen us play that voted. Most, pro most of them probably haven't. So we got to go out and still play. That, that means nothing. The ultimate goal is still the ultimate goal. And uh, we're not afraid to talk about what we want to do. We obviously want to play as long as we can, but this year we, we've, We've talked about some things that are different and hey, you never know when the government's gonna come in here and, and overstep their means probably and, and say we can't play or something like that. So we don't we don't necessarily look at the end goal anymore. It's more about just how many games are we gonna be able to play. We gotta take advantage of this week. And the kids do a really good job at that. We're a very unselfish group. Um, the coaches do a great job getting those guys ready and and the kids do a good job of taking in what the coaches tell them. And we just we just try to take it day by day and try to enjoy it because you just don't know when that last day is going to be or if, if we're forced to stop or if we get beat or whatever the case may be. You just don't know when that's going to end it. And you want to make sure your last game is the best damn one you could have played. So we we don't look ahead like that. I'm not even saying that to be cliche because coaches say, hey, one step at a time, one game at a time. I'm, I'm being honest. We, we literally are just trying to take it one day at a time because you kind of see some other places have had to miss a game or two or have a few kids not be able to play because of this or that. And we don't want that to happen to us. But at the same time, you never know if it's going to. So we're just trying to do the best we can, taking it one step at a time and, and see what happens. And, and the kids have handled it very well, and hopefully they continue to do that because this is an absolutely huge game for us. And absolutely, you know, you guys have done a really good job. You know, that's definitely a great approach, definitely, to take, Coach. Uh, but let's talk about this game real quick. There's no secret that um, this is a big game coming up on Friday night. It's the Battle of the Bucks. It's in Gower, Missouri. 6-0 mid-buck, 5-0 east buck. Um Coach, what have you seen as far as the scouting report, and um, what can we expect from the game on Friday? 
Well, I mean, I, I think you're going to see two two good football teams going out there and, and battling. And I mean, it's never easy to go on the road, especially in this conference. But we're going to go play a a team that's been dang good ever since I can remember. And, and Coach Ritter's done a nice job with them. They're they're very similar to what they have been. Honestly, their offense doesn't look much different. They still spread you out. Um, they'll still put a couple backs in the backfield and run the ball. Um, they go under center a little bit, so maybe that's the only difference this year. But the offense still looks the same. They're they're explosive. They want to throw the ball down the field. They want to stretch you. Uh, horizontally and vertically, and then run the ball with their their young running back who's done a great job for them. And defensively, it's it's a three four. It's it's very very good. It's just good defense. They they're big up front, man. They got some monsters. Um, they they just clog holes and do their job, and they let those two inside backers run around. They let their outside backers run around, and they got length and and size, and and it's just it's just a good football team, Cliff. They really are, and. We're going to have to come out and do, do things very well that we want to do. And we can't try to play their style of game and do things they do. we got to do what we do. Because if we let them control the ball game, man, uh, they're going to they're gonna run us off the field. We just cannot let that happen. So we got to come out and play physical. We know they're going to be physical. we got to come out and play fast because we know they're going to play fast. And, and we just got to do stuff we want to do because they're, they're very well coached. They're disciplined, and they're going to do a good job. So hopefully we can too. Well, definitely, uh, that game is more than likely it's going to be well attended. Um, you can check that game out if you're not able to get to the uh, football field in Gower. You can check that out on the Big Ten Athletics Facebook page. Or you can check that out on 100.1 FM with Chris Ward. So there's many different ways you can listen and watch the game. Huge, again, huge football game on Friday night. Um, Coach Aaron Fritz, I want to thank you so much again and again for coming on every single week and being in a huge part of this podcast and um, thank you for everything you've done for me and, you know, being so responsive and getting back with me and everything. I truly do appreciate it. And um, good luck to you and the kids on Friday. Hey Cliff, I appreciate you, my man. Uh, I love, love talking to you. I love talking about our kids and, and I appreciate everything you're doing for high school football, buddy. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Always a big thank you to Big Buchanan head coach, Aaron Fritz for joining us now. Let's get into East Buchanan now. We're going to get into their schedule. In week one, they were at home against South Harrison. The Bulldogs of South Harrison did have a 14-point lead in the fourth in the fourth quarter of that game before East Buchanan was able to come back and win that game. 34-28 was the final there. And then week two, they took care of business against Trenton. 35 to nothing was the final there. Now, week three, they were supposed to play Lathrop, but that was when Lathrop was in their quarantine, so the Bulldogs had to take a bye and again, they did come back in week four against Hamilton. It was a 60-36 to win. Now, here's an interesting statistic in that game. It was 38-36 to East Buck with 7.57 left in the fourth quarter. After that 7.57 mark, there was a 22-point swing there in favor of the Bulldogs. And they were able to pull away 60-36 to in that game. In week five, they were able to roll West Platte 46-14. to and then last week against Plattsburgh, they were able to take care of business 42-16. to Now let's get into the team statistics now for East Buchanan. Total offense are at 43.4 points a game. And total defense, they allowed 19 points per game. But their defense is really underrated. I really think their defense has been really good. You know, I mean, they you look at it, they have been tested a little bit more on the scoreboard than Midbuck has. That might actually play into their advantage. You just never know. Let's go into the individual statistics now for East Buchanan. Connor Musser leads him in passing. Um, 45 out of 81 for 880 yards. 10 touchdowns and 4 interceptions on the year. 
Now, here's the thing I really like. Here's a rushing stats. Blake Annell, 28 carries, 378 yards, 7 touchdowns. Freshman Trevor Klein, 32 carries, 367 yards, 4 touchdowns. Gavin Ray, 25 carries, 106 yards, 4 touchdowns. Crew Conaway, 21 carries, 90 yards, 2 touchdowns on the year. And the Drew Thompson has 1 carry for 76 yards and a touchdown. For the receivers, I like this group of receivers also. Drew Thompson leads him in receiving. 14 catches, 203 yards, 3 touchdowns. Luke Webb, 7 catches, 168 yards, 2 touchdowns. Trevor Klein, 3 catches, 142 yards, 2 touchdowns. Carson White, 5 receptions, 116 yards, 1 touchdown. And then Adam Ingus, 5 receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. They are at a plus 3 turnover ratio. Now, we were able to have an opportunity to talk with Bulldog head coach Dan Ritter, it's always a pleasure to have him on. You know, he's been really complimentary to me, really, this year, really getting back with me on interviews. I really like talking to Coach Ritter. Here's our interview with Coach Ritter of East Buchanan right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. It is our special primetime primer episode, Mid-Buck at East Buck. We got East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter with us once again. Dan, coach Ritter, how you doing? Pretty good, sir. Um, it's also always a pleasure to have you on, Coach. Um, another great effort from your kids at Plattsburgh last Friday. It was a 42-6 game. Talk about the performance of your kids and just talk about that Plattsburgh team. Well, Plattsburgh has some good skill position players that can run around the field and catch catch the ball. So it, it did uh, – it started out a little rough. We had – some of those kids kind of get out and, and catch some balls, but we made some adjustments and they they corralled them pretty good. Our offense was hitting on all cylinders like it has been the past couple of weeks. So we took care of business, but uh, yeah, they were a good team. Uh, I think it's definitely, they're a good team. And you know, you guys put a great effort in. Um, so that will move you to uh, five and oh on the year. But um, this is the big box office here, coach. Um, you got a home game. It's against the number one team in the state. Your guys' rival, Mid-Buchanan. Talk about the scouting report on the Dragons, uh, what you've seen, and um, keys to the game for you guys. And um, what can we expect from this football game? Oh, sure. That I don't even know where to start as far as their team. Maybe I'll start with the two All-Staters in their backfield and then also who play defense, Javen Noyes. We're going to have to have an answer for him and TJ Runyon, who's who runs all over the place. Those two young men, I mean, that that's that's a deep playoff team with those two guys by themselves. But then you start adding in all these wide receivers. This young man, he was a lineman a couple of years ago. Lane Ellison has speed like no other. They got Caden Anderson, Caden Bailey, Rollins Brandt, who I knew when he was little running around back when I coached in Mid Buchanan for a year seven, eight years ago, they, they have some talent and it's, it's pretty impressive to see how fast they are on film. We're going to have to do a good job of not letting them get in space and utilize that speed. Well, coach, uh, what's the, in Gower, what's the excitement been like around the school, around like the team, the practices? Um, what's, what's the excitement level right now in the community and in the school for this football game? Well, I think the excitement level started before the season even started. Just just kind of having new energy and, and new blood in the football program and uh, having a, 
an old great coach come back, Coach Musser, and to coach the offense. And just to see our offense doing well. I mean, it started before the season. We were having scrimmages and, and over 100 people were coming in the middle of the whole COVID season. So people uh, care about East Buchanan. And it's pretty cool to have this community type feel behind you. Uh, I'm pretty blessed to, to be a part of it, honestly. Uh, the, uh, the last question I want to ask you, I've done, I've done many interviews so far for this episode, for the special episode that I'm doing. Um, a lot of people that I've talked to has talked about your offensive line and just how big they are. I have heard from a person that I've talked to that, that your offensive line is comparable maybe to a class three, class four offensive line. Talk about your line real quick. Talk about those kids. Oh, sure. Well, you start with a big time leader and captain on our team, Heath Wally. This guy does everything you ask. We, uh, he's probably, if we go deep in the playoffs or something, he's probably an all state lineman and D lineman. And the guy's not even starting on defense. That kind of tells you how deep we are as far as these linemen go. Uh, he, he will probably start this week, but, uh, but he's just an exceptional young man. He's fun to be around, and, and he's a great leader. Then you go over. We have this junior, Caleb McCartney, and he's the smallest of our linemen. I mean, he's just a little over, I don't know, 220, but he is an animal. Nobody – he blocks everybody and stays on his blocks. He's tough. You got Jackson Malad, another senior leader, who's also a captain and and you should see him on the D line as well. He's our center and, and always gets some good blocks, but he is unblockable on the D line. You bump over, you got Trevor Rush. Trevor Rush is a junior, but he's probably our hardest nose player on the team. He's a boss. And then you got this potential uh, big time college athlete. He's a sophomore right now. If we can uh, get him to take care of uh, certain things, on and off the field, he's going to be big time for us. His name's Ethan Bailey. Uh, we're pretty proud of him, and uh, we keep molding him. He's going to be a great athlete for us, and he already is. So th those are our linemen. We have some guys that fill in Cross McCormick, Isaac Rohde. I mean, we're seven, eight guys deep as far as line goes, and it's, it's pretty impressive to see on the class one level. Uh, hopefully we can utilize those young men well. Uh, against speed. Uh, they haven't been matched with a team with this much speed at the D-line and linebacker. Well, definitely, definitely there. I, um, like I said, you know, I've heard a lot of great things about your offensive line, so I definitely wanted to hear that from you. And um, Coach Ritter, I want to thank you so much for coming on. You know, almost every single week you make time to come on this podcast. I truly am very grateful for it. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, you coming on, talking about your kids, talking about your football team your football team is absolutely tremendous I think it's going to be two tremendous football teams going at it on Friday night in Gower and I want to wish you good luck and good luck to your kids on Friday thank you sir I appreciate it now a huge thank you to East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter for talking with us always great to have him on again thank you so much coach for your time now let's get into um, some of the sound bites here that we're going to have from various media personalities here a lot of media was able to take time to talk with me this week about the game. Um, we got about six people that we're going to talk to. Let's begin now with the voice of the Dragons, Dave Rigard. Here's his breakdown of this ball game. Well, first of all, for Midbuck, it's a, Midbuck is is just they're they're so explosive right now. I mean, they're averaging 
you've got to remember they're a team that hasn't played a really a full football game just because they're ahead by 35 points or more half of every single game this year. So it's been a running clock in the second half. And right now they're averaging 435 yards per game. In college football, you see that a ton. In the NFL, you don't see it quite as much just because the game goes so quick. But in college football, you see that a lot. That's, that's kind of average. But for a 48-minute game with the running clock in the second half to, to average 55 points and 435 yards is just astronomical right now. I mean, Jay Vinoy is playing at a different level at quarterback. Um, a couple of fades that he threw the other day were the best throws I've ever seen him throw. And obviously, he's been a four-year starter at quarterback. Um, he has 141 career touchdowns, by the way, 141 um, running and passing and over almost 11. He'll pass the 11,000 yard mark this week against East Buchanan. This this year, he has 30 touchdowns. He's averaging five touchdowns a game, whether that be on the ground or in the air. He's got 30 touchdowns in their first six football games. So with him and the experience that they have and just the ability there, I, I haven't seen a class one team like this very often. And ones that you see like this are usually teams that make deep playoff runs or win state championships. They can adjust to whatever the defense is doing. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Um, they came out two weeks ago against North Platte. And I think 12 of their first 16 plays were passes. Now, they could have ran, but they felt like it was an advantage for them to pass the football. And then last week, as I mentioned, they didn't have a passing yard until about four minutes left in the half. They were just pounding it down their throat. So they, they have the ability to adjust week to week. And that's such a key for a team like like this and, and this class. And you just you, you don't see teams adjust like this very often. So I'm anxious to see what happens on Friday against East Buck because East Buchanan, Dan Ritter has done a heck of a job with that football team. There's no question. Um, they lost some really good players off of that club last year. The Bulldogs did. And and they had they struggled. Um, obviously, there's there, the last few years have been hard with Coach Brian coming in and out and, and everything like that. Now they've got some stability. Um, and hopefully Coach Brian and his health are, are okay. But, you know, just they, they, there was a lot on their minds, just they're thinking about their coach, not that they're still not thinking about Coach Brian, but now there's some stability as who the head coach is and their staff and everything. And they have really bought into Dan Ritter and what's going on. And I think the biggest thing that, that really could cause Mid Buchanan some problem, and I talked to Aaron Fritz about this, the head coach of Midbuck, is the size of East Buchanan. They have some big dudes. And at class one, you don't see that. I mean, Mid Buchanan's line is awesome. They're great. They're just not big. They're, they're not big, but they're physical and they, they can move you around and they can get in your way if they need to. And they're athletic up front, which a lot of teams can't say that. But East Buck is just big. They've got some really, really big kids. And I think that could cause some issues that, that they may not be able to run up the middle. They may have to work on the perimeter. Um, they may not be able to, to really stop the run between the tackles quite as well because of that size. So I think that's something to really listen for and watch for on, on Friday is, is how, how they match up with the size of East Buchanan. Because on the outside, the perimeter and the weapons, Midbucks is as good as anybody. Now, East Buchanan, Muster's done a great job at quarterback for them, and they've done some great things on offense, and they've scored a lot. Of, they're averaging a lot of points per game as well. Um, but, man, it would be hard – I just don't think they could outscore Mid Buchanan. They're going to have to to force some turnovers, use that size, maybe grind the clock a little bit, see if they can uh, slow things down a little bit, if if they can get the time of possession in their favor. Um, so I think that'll be a big key. Just how does Mid Buck handle the size of East Buck, and can East Buck use that size to their advantage um, to to maybe kind of control the the clock a little bit and, and, um, and kind of pave the way offensively like that. Again, that was the voice of the Dragons, Dave Riggard, on that soundbite there. Now, our next person that we were able to talk to, you're going to hear from KK2's Chris Roush. 
You can hear his full interview on the Week 7 pregame show. Now here's a soundbite from Chris breaking down this huge matchup of Class 1 ranked teams. This has all the ingredients cooked in of a fantastic Friday night high school football game. Like you said, number one, Mid Buchanan, number seven, East Buchanan, class one. The Dragons, they've been rolling this year. Really, if you, if you look, if you want to look for one thing, maybe Buchanan, you know, I guess a thing they've maybe work on, if you want to even call it that, they, they, they allow pretty much maybe one big play a game. But outside of that, there's not a lot of critiquing of Mid Buchanan right now. They have been just able to beat teams so far this year. They're efficient, they're effective. Offensively, we, we talk about all the time, defense doesn't really allow. They allowed Hamilton pretty much one big play, maybe two on Friday night. But this team does not allow a lot of big plays. East Buchanan, you have head coach Kevin Bryan retired to a tremendous coaching career last season. Dan Ritter comes over from Central. He takes over. He's got this team moving. And they had to replace quite a few guys off last year's team from graduation. But he's had guys step in, playing their roles. Also some young guys able to make plays too. These two teams. They, they know each other. They're excited. You know, the players are excited for this one. You know, they say throw the record, win losses out the window for rivalry games. We say that with Lafayette Benton all the time. These two teams undefeated. These two teams top 10 ranked. These two teams have a rival history. I mean, like, you, you go back. East Buck, over the last several years, has won the rivalry, but not the last few times out. It's been maybe Buchanan last season in 2018 playoffs. They won that one. That was on the way to their Class 1 district semifinal appearance. Same thing last year. I mean, maybe Buchanan's controlled the last couple of games in this rivalry, but both of these teams know each other really well. These kids know each other. It's not, I don't think, it's not a hateful rivalry. It's a rivalry of, I know them, let's go beat them because we know each other so well. Let's go play football and see who the better team is. A huge thank you to KQT's Chris Roush for that interview there. Uh, I was able to also talk to St. Joseph News President's Brandon Zitter. He gave his thoughts on the game. Here they are right now. Well, as I have been calling it for the last four years, and I think other people have caught on, the Battle of Buchanan, even though East Buchanan, we, we, we have some questions about where they're at uh, geographically, but that's a whole other episode of its own. Uh, this, is, uh, this, this should be a great game just with how East Buchanan has played uh, this year under first-year head coach Dan Ritter and how they've kind of done it differently than they have in the past with a – they have a, a mobile quarterback and then uh, two guys and Trevor Klein and Blake Annell who are just really good at running the ball and can go for 100 any any night, 100-plus any, any night. And then with me, Bid Buchanan, just how every game this year, 40-plus points, eight or fewer points allowed, and just the way they're doing it. One night it could be Javon Noyes going for eight touchdowns. It could be uh, TJ Runyon rushing for three. They, could, they can get the defensive scores. They can get the special team scores. Uh, and, and how they've rebounded with with losing Drew Russell, kind of their their mainstay guy on, on offense with with the guys that graduated in recent years, and how people have stepped up like a, a Lane Ellison or a, or a Caden Anderson. Um, just how that group has got this identity uh, when they've had to have people fill in and and take on new roles and bigger roles. Uh, it's just a, it's a phenomenal thing watching that team and then uh, seeing them now a chance to go on the road and, and cement their status as beating another unbeaten uh, against a team that's going to give them a fight on Friday. 
uh, it, it should be a great one. Thank you so much, Brandon Zitter of the St. Joseph News Press. You can catch him. Um, they're going to be running an article on the game on Saturday morning. You can catch that in Saturday morning's News Press. Now, the next person we are able to talk to is from Regional Radio KKWK 100.1. It's Chris Ward. He's going to be covering the game on the radio this Friday night. Here's his thoughts on this game. Yeah, this is uh, you're right. This is why we do this. Uh, and I'm not surprised that pretty much every media member that is available is going to be there because uh, this is big time. This is uh, somebody said, I think Clint Dye said it on Twitter uh, today as we're as we're talking. Uh, this is a uh, yeah, big fight feel. It's got that big championship fight feel. And he's right. It does, because, I mean, these are uh, the the old uh, gorilla monsoon, immovable object, uh, irresistible force. It's colliding in Gower on Friday night. You know, it's going to be fantastic. And uh, what strikes me in, in watching, I've seen both of these teams once in live person in action. I've watched some tape uh, on huddle, et cetera. The thing that jumps off the screen to me is how these teams are so similar. Uh, they're both led by good quarterbacks. Obviously, Javen's a four-year guy. The the muster kid's still just uh, kind of finding his way. But, boy, he looks like a veteran out there. But um, then the run game, you throw it in, you've got the Ansel, and then this uh, this little freshman Klein for East Buchanan, both fantastic. And Klein really uh, kind of had his coming out party at, at Hamilton when I saw him a couple weeks back, and he hasn't stopped since. So I think he's the real deal. He's going to be here for four years. We're going to get to see that kid develop. Uh, you compare him to a T.J. Runyon. And also the running game of, of, of Javen kind of max, matches up with that Ansel. Then you start looking at wide receivers and the Thompson kid and everything that East Buchanan has out there. And then you look up and down the receiving core of mid Buchanan and you're talking Ellison and Brant and all those guys and, and the balance that both of them have in, in their weaponry. It just jumps off the page of how even these teams are uh, right down to the, like the stat lines. Javen's thrown for right at a little more than a thousand yards. Muster's right under a thousand yards, uh, 16 touchdowns for Javen. Uh, I believe Muster's got like 13. I haven't finished adding everything up for him, but he's right there, 13, 14 touchdowns on the season. Uh, I mean, these two offenses are just juggernauts. They're both putting up insane points. And then you go to the other side of the ball, and both defenses are just shutting everybody down, and they're flying around, and all these athletes are just going everywhere. It, this this is what football is all about. This is what it's about. This is going to be the game. Uh, I can't see this game. I mean, it, it could, I guess. Both teams are so good. Uh, but I can't see it getting more than like one or two scores away from anybody at any given time time just because of how much talent is on both sides uh i think maybe it sounds cliche to say it uh but in the trenches is where football's won in general that might be the spot where there is a little bit of a disparity between these teams east buchanan is absolutely huge on the line they've got kids at 260 270 285 i mean these guys are massive they are big dudes Mid Buchanan's not blessed with size. Uh, they're just not a huge, I mean, like football size. I mean, they're good size kids, but they're not football size 280, 290, those kind of kids. They got like one. Uh, East Buchanan's got like seven. That might be where the issue is. It's going to be the question of the big, uh, and I don't want to say slow, but slower than Mid Buchanan. Big linemen, and let me say East Buchanan's linemen are not slow. They're very impressive in the size they have and how quick they are for as big as they are. Uh, but Mid Buck's built on speed, especially in the trenches. That's going to be the matchup I want to watch the most is does the size of East Buchanan, that pure brute strength, outweigh the speed and shiftiness of mid Buchanan's line on both sides because mid Buchanan relies on speed up front on the offense too. Uh, But which one of those two wins it out? I mean, again, you say, as I said, everything's so balanced and so even on those two teams until you get there, that might be what settles this thing. And I know that's cliche, Football's one in the trenches all the time, but man, look at those, the size matchup and the styles that they play in the trenches. And I think that the kind of just jumps out at you is probably what's going to decide this game.
Well, I tell you what, if that soundbite from Chris Ward didn't want to make you run through a wall after that, you absolutely have no pulse after that. Now, the next two guys that we're going to talk to, our last two people that we're going to talk to, are from the Clinton County Leader. First guy, um, he's a writer from them. It's Clint Dye. I had an opportunity to talk with him for the first time. He's going to be covering the game for the leader. You can hear his thoughts on this state-ranked matchup here right now. You know, when it comes to this rivalry, you know, for years, it was it was all it was all East Buchanan. You know, they they dominated for a long time after Coach Bryant took over in 2007. I think they won seven or eight seven seven or eight in a row after that, and then. Uh, one thing within the KCI conference is there have been two teams that have been steady when it comes to coaching and programs and it's East Buchanan and Lawson, you know, coach Dunn over in Lawson has been there for God knows how long. And then of course, East Buchanan had muster and then Kevin Bryan uh, mid Buchanan was another one of those schools that saw kind of a revolving door of coaches come through along with Plattsburgh, North Platte, you know, they've all had quite a few come through, but in, 2015 you know when coach Fritz took over it really changed the the culture there and it was kind of a paradigm shift for that group you know he brought in a new focus you know a new weight program and then he brought in a focus on being tougher mentally and everything like that and you've just seen their gradual you know growing since then so it's really interesting in that point and then now East Buchanan's the team with the new coach so the roles have almost flipped from what it's been in the past, you know. So now East Buchanan's searching for a coach and they've got one. And then Mid Buchanan's got the steady thing going there. So it's kind of cool when it comes to that point. But um, both teams have really dynamic running backs. Uh, I mean, that, that Klein kid, you know, for Trevor Klein for East Buck has emerged as a huge threat for them and their offense. And then obviously TJ Runyon's been – He's been a highlight reel this year. I don't know if you saw that highlight run he had against Lawson, but that kid has really just emerged as a, a top quality back. And then if you look at the quarterbacks, it's kind of a kind of an interesting take there too. I mean, he's, uh, Mid Buchanan obviously has Javon Noyes, who's been the quarterback since he was a freshman, and you're seeing all his work paying off this year in a huge way. And he's really taken over and. He's, he's probably the quintessential quarterback of the KCI right now. And then, of course, Connor Musser, he shared a lot of snaps last year with a couple guys that were older than him, but he's taken the reins and run with it. So you got the, the old guard of mid-Buchanan, you know, having all these years of experience versus these young up-and-comers of East Buchanan. So it's going to be an interesting take when they collide Friday night for sure. Thank you to Clint Dye from the Clint County Leader for joining us on this special episode. Of Clint's got a special preview article out on this game, it's on Twitter and on the Clinton County Leaders website. You can definitely check that out. I would highly recommend it. Now, the last guy that we heard from, he's also from the Clinton County Leader. It is Brett Atkinson. You can hear his thoughts on the big-time game, the Battle of the Buchanan's. Here's Brett Atkinson right now. Uh, this rivalry has been so much fun to watch over the last 10 years, but even especially in the last couple years. And it doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, volleyball, um, they always seem to be in each other's way. All the kids know each other. There are a lot of friends across enemy lines. Um, but whenever it comes to game time, they're, they're ready to go after it. And uh, I, I think you can look back to that basketball game a couple years ago where East Buck came in with uh, Ethan Gore's district championship. Um, East Buck was kind of the favorite, but it was at Mid Buck. And uh, Mid Buck came in, got the upset. 
And I, uh, these two teams, these two programs, these schools, these communities, they don't forget stuff like that. So they know to show up on Friday nights. It's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a great game no matter what. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. This is what high school football is all about in Northwest Missouri. And a huge thank you to Brett Atkinson from the Clay County Leader for joining us on this special edition of the Cliff Notes Podcast. Now, we're going to get into where you can watch the game, where you can listen to the game, all that good stuff. If you want to stream the ball game, you can check it out on the Mid Buchanan Dragon Pride YouTube page. Dave Rigger and Nick McCutcheon, they will always be on the call for that YouTube page there. If you want to check it out on traditional radio, you can hit 100.1 on your FM dial. It is regional radio KKWK. And you could Chris Ward will be on the call for that game. And if you can't sh- have it on the radio, you can check it out online at NorthwestMoInfo.com. If you can't get it up there, you can check out the Highway 36 Ottawa Diesel Friday Night Football Live pregame show. That is from 5 o'clock all the way to kickoff. I'm at 6.45, 6.50, depending on how long, how long all the interviews go. They'll have the pregame show there. And then Chris Ward will start with the starting lineups around 6.45, 6.50. And after the game, you can check out um, a pal of the podcast, Eric Meisner, on the Petty John Auto Center End Zone Show. If you want to follow along the game on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, you can check out KQ2. I also have highlights on Football Tonight, 1035 Live on KQ2. You can, you can check out the St. Joseph News Press. Their Twitter account is at SJNP Sports. And you can check out the News Press on the Saturday edition of of the newspaper. They'll have the article on the game. Brandon will be there covering that. A little disclaimer there. If you do not have a digital subscription, you will not be able to access that. So I would highly recommend getting the digital subscription there. And of course, you can catch it on the Clinton County Leader. Clint Dye will be covering the game for the leader. And of course, you can follow along on the Cliff Notes Podcast Twitter account. That is at Cliff Notes underscore pod. A huge thank you. I want to give some huge thank yous to everybody that made this special possible, I want to thank Mid Buchanan head coach Aaron Fritz, East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter. Thank you both for submitting your stats to me. I truly appreciate that. I want to thank KQ2's um, Chris Roush, Regional Radio KKWK's Chris Ward, the voice of the Dragons Dave Rigger, St. Joseph News President's Brandon Zitter, and from the Clint County Leader, I want to thank both Clint Dye and Brett Adkison. A little reminder there, you can also catch the Week 7 pregame show. That will be out on Thursday. You can catch the pregame show as normal. Segment 1, we go over the City of St. Joseph and the Midland Empire Conference. On Segment 2, we got the KCI and the GRC. In Segment 3, we got 8-man football. And in Segment 4, we got Kansas football. Until then, I'm Clifton Gruitz with the Clifton's Podcast. Definitely enjoy the game, however you're viewing it, in person, on streaming, on the radio, or on social media. Thank you guys for tuning in. And until Thursday on the pregame show, have a great day, everybody.